Hey everyone, I'm Tony Lombardi with Live Music Hound. I've had the privilege of interviewing several local musicians for the benefit of our Fanimal Radio channel on YouTube. It never ceases to amaze me just how talented these artists are. For those who know me even a little bit, you know that I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. So it dawned on me, why not have the musicians that I'm interviewing play an acoustic version of a song that they know from the Beatles catalog, and then I'll compile it into a playlist. And so I did. But for this playlist, I'm unleashing my inner Casey Kasem to give you some background info about the song and or the artist performing it. This should be fun, and I hope you agree. To kick things off, I've picked a performance by Jamie Bishop. Jamie's song selection is one of those rare tunes from Paul McCartney in which he wrote the lyrics first. Described by John Lennon as a damn good piece of work, this song took 13 takes in the studio to perfect and is the first that the Beatles would perform during their debut appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show, watched by 73 million people. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Tomorrow I'll miss you Remember I'll always be true And then while I'm away I write home every day And I'll send all my loving to you And I'll pretend that I'm kissing The lips I am missing Hope that my dream will come true And then while I'm away I write home every day And I'll send all my loving to you And all my loving I will send to you All my loving Darling, I'll be true your eyes and I'll kiss you tomorrow I'll miss you remember I'll always be true and then while I'm away I write home every day and I'll send all my loving to you all my loving I will send to you Oh, my loving, darling, I'll be true. And oh, my loving, oh, my loving, yeah, oh, my loving, I will send to you. The next performance is from Rachel Hall. And for me, this is one of the more underrated songs in the Beatles catalog, and is another McCartney tune that features a scorching vocal. Paul lived just a couple of blocks away from EMI Studios in London, today more popularly known as Abbey Road Studios. He would arrive a bit earlier than the other Beatles during the Abbey Road sessions to practice the vocal. He'd give it a go upon arrival, perhaps to achieve a raw texture to the vocal that he pulled off in previous rockers like I'm Down and Kansas City. McCartney would practice the vocal just once, shake his head no, and then give it a go again the next day until he got it right. And eventually he did. And so does Rachel Hall. Here's her rendition 
of Oh Darling. Oh darling, please believe me, I'll never do you no harm. Another interesting note to Oh Darling, John liked the song, but thought that Paul didn't sing it well, that it was more his style of song. It would have been nice to hear John take a swing at it, but for my money, Paul did a great job. And so too did Rachel Hall. The next track is somewhat autobiographical. It's another McCartney song that tells a story of a relationship that is beginning to sour. For a few years in the mid to late 60s, Paul was involved with a British actress named Jane Asher. Paul even lived with the Asher family for some time, 
and had his own room at the Asher residence where he slept and composed. One of those compositions is a track that is quite a rocker from the Rubber Soul LP and was recorded in the fall of 1965. Performing the timeless song is Rob Fahey, a Baltimore legend from the Ravens. Here's Rob's rendition of I'm Looking Through You. Disappearing overnight You're thinking of me The same old way And you were above me But not today The only difference is you're down there I'm looking through you Yeah, you're nowhere Tell me why did you not treat me right? Love has a nasty habit of disappearing overnight. I'm looking through you. Where did you go? And I thought I knew you. What did I know? You don't look different, but you have changed. I'm looking through. You know what, baby, you changed. I'm looking through you. Yeah, I'm looking through you, baby. Other than Rob Fahey's version, one of my favorite covers of I'm Looking Through You is by Jacob Dylan in The Wallflowers and is featured in the soundtrack from the movie I Am Sam, starring Sean Penn and Michelle Pfeiffer. Check that out if you get a chance. The next song on our playlist is performed by another legendary Baltimore artist, Tony Schuto. In 2013, Tony met the original secretary of the Beatles fan club, Frida Kelly, during a screening in Catonsville, Maryland, of a documentary about Frida's years with the band. The documentary was called Good Old Frida, which inspired Tony to write a song of the same name in her honor. You can find the documentary on Netflix. But back to the song. This next track is a John Lennon song written for the Revolver LP. During this period, Paul McCartney would often drive out to John's home in the London suburbs to write with his partner. And Paul would almost always have to wake John up because he was usually sleeping the day away. 
In an interview with Lenin, published in the Evening Standard on March 4, 1966, journalist Maureen Cleave wrote this about John. He can sleep almost indefinitely, is probably the laziest person in England. Physically lazy, he said. I don't mind writing or reading or watching or speaking, but sex is the only physical thing I can be bothered with anymore. With an interesting lead guitar from George Harrison that was recorded backwards and a big yawn at the bridge, here's Tony Shuto's rendition of I'm Only Sleeping. Shake me, leave me where I am I'm only sleeping Everybody seems to think I'm lazy I don't mind, I think they're crazy Running everywhere at such a speed Till they find there's no need Don't spoil my day I'm miles away And after all I'm only sleeping and Keeping an eye on the world Going by my window and Taking my time Lying there staring at the ceiling Waiting for a sleepy feeling when I'm in the middle of a dream. Staying there, float upstream. Please don't wake me, no, don't shake me. Leave me where I am. I'm only sleeping. I'm only sleeping. I'm only sleeping. Although he didn't admit it until some time later, our next song, penned by John Lennon, is a statement of John's life at the time. It was recorded in 1965 for the Rubber Soul album. Paul McCartney and Barry Miles' biography, Many Years From Now, shared this about the next song, Nowhere Man. It was really an anti-John song. He told me later, he didn't tell me then, he said he'd written it about himself, feeling like he wasn't going anywhere. I think it was actually about the state of his marriage. It was in a period where he was a bit dissatisfied with what was going on. However, it led to a very good song. He treated it as a third-person song, but he was clever enough to say, Isn't he a bit like you and me? Me being the final word. Performing Nowhere Man is the supremely talented frontman for two local bands, Starbelly and the 1974 Dennis Shockett. He's a real nowhere man Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans For nobody Doesn't have a point of view Knows I where he's going to 
Nicely done, Dennis. And Dennis Shockett, like all of the artists featured on this playlist, can be found on Facebook if you would like to see any of them play live. And you should. They're all really talented and really good people. Our next track is another Lennon composition that was the first tune from John following I Am The Walrus. It is best known for its inclusion on 1970's Let It Be album, but was actually recorded in early 1968 and appeared on the World Wildlife Fund album the following year. The words were written before the music and came to Lennon in the early hours one morning at his home in Kenwood. John wanted it to be released as the A-side of a single, but the group voted instead to make Lady Madonna the A-side. Part of the song's chorus, Chai Guru Deva Om, is a Sanskrit phrase which roughly translates to Victory to God Divine. Here's Chad Racine and Ricky Holbrook from the local band How's My Hat playing their version of Across the Universe. Words are flying down like endless Rain into a paper cup It's little while the past Slip away across the universe Oh, the sound waves of joy Drifting through my open mind Possessing and caressing me 
Anytime I listen to Across the Universe, this lyric never fails to lift me. Limitless undying love, which shines around me like a million suns, it calls me on and on across the universe. Well done, John, and well done, Chad and Ricky. Moving along the playlist, the next track was described by John Lennon as gobbledygook. Originally, it was intended to be a campaign song for Timothy Leary, who John supported politically. But John couldn't quite get the campaign song together, and his efforts, with the help of Paul McCartney, who came up with a swampy electric piano sound, eventually producing a funky tune that kicks off the Abbey Road LP. The song did manage to produce some controversy due to a line in the song, Here Come Old Flattop, which John admittedly lifted from a Chuck Berry song from 1956 called You Can't Catch Me. Despite the fact that John's song Come Together sounds nothing like You Can't Catch Me, Lennon was sued by Barry's publisher, Morris Levy. 
they settled out of court and Lennon agreed to record more songs owned by Levy. The result of that agreement was John's 1975 album, Rock and Roll. Here is Joe Heilman, who visited us from Virginia Beach with his scorching rendition of Come Together. next Beatles track is a solo performance from Paul McCartney. It was recorded in 1968, not long after the Beatles' trip to India. 
But before the final recording, Paul debuted the song, which was written at his farm in Scotland. Shortly afterwards, on the first night of his future wife Linda Eastman stayed at his house in London, McCartney performed the song to the fans waiting outside the gates of his home. One of those fans, Margot Stevens, shared this with Philip Norman for his biography on the Beatles called Shout. And she said, A few of us were there. We had the feeling something was going to happen. Paul didn't take the Mini inside the way he usually did. He parked it on the road, and he and Linda walked right past us. They went inside, and we stood there, watching different lights in the house go on and off. In the end, the light went on in the mad room at the top of the house, where he kept all of his music stuff and his toys. Paul opened the window and called out to us, Are you still down there? Yes, we said. He must have been really happy that night. He sat on the windowsill with his acoustic guitar and sang Blackbird to us as we stood down there in the dark. The lyrics were inspired by the civil rights movement in America. The Blackbird of the title was said to represent a typical woman facing oppression during the era. With his rendition of Blackbird, here is Connor Brendan. Blackburn singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise Blackburn singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird, fly Blackbird, fly Into the line of the dark black night Blackburn singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise You were only waiting for this moment to arise You were only waiting for this moment to arise The Beatles first recorded the next song on our playlist the same day as From Me to You in 1963. However, two bootleg versions by the Quarrymen exist, dating from 1960, one of which was featured in the anthology TV series. Two other fascinating live recordings of the song exist, both from a 1962 rehearsal at the Cavern Club. Paul McCartney later explained that the song was an attempt to write an American railroad song in the style of their musical heroes. Paul explained to Barry Miles in Many Years From Now that the song, and I quote, has great memories for me of John and I trying to write a bluesy freight train song. There were a lot of those songs at the time, like Midnight Special, Freight Train, Rock Island Line. So this one, the one after 909, 
She didn't get the 909. She got the next one, end quote. The song was discarded for quite some time, but resurrected during the Let It Be sessions. Performing one after 909 are the Botini brothers, Eric and Ryan Nichols. Baby says you're traveling on the one after nine oh nine. I said move over, honey. I'm traveling on that line. I said move over once, move over twice. Come on, baby, don't be cold as ice. Says you're traveling on the one after nine oh nine. I better not to go, and I better on my bed. Rolling fooling round, only fooling round with me. I said, move over once, move over twice. Come on, baby, don't be cold as ice. Said you're traveling on one after nine or nine. Pick up my bags, run to the station, reminiscing. George Harrison was somewhat of a late bloomer as a songwriter, but by the time of the Abbey Road sessions, he had arrived. Arguably his best contribution to the Beatles catalog is a song that Frank Sinatra once performed and introduced as the greatest love song of all time, written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Sinatra would later correct the error and properly credit the song to Harrison. It's a song that was written during the 1968 sessions for the White Album, though it wasn't finished until the following year. Originally, this classic was offered to Jackie Lomax, and later the guitar and vocals demo was given to Joe Cocker. Cocker's version was recorded before the Beatles, but not released until November 1969, a little over a month after the release of Abbey Road. Today, Something has become the second most covered Beatles song after yesterday. Here is Baltimore-bred Andy Marchica, a.k.a. Cheeks, a former soccer player at UMBC, with his rendition of something. Something in the way 
attracts me like no other lover Something in the way she woos me I don't want to leave her now You know I believe in how Penny Lane was released in February 1967 as a double A-side with Strawberry Fields Forever in what has been described as the greatest single ever released. It was recorded during the Sgt. Pepper sessions. Imagine if the Beatles had included both of these gems on Pepper, but omitting hits from their albums was a regular thing for the Beatles. Think back to Day Tripper and We Can Work It Out, Left Off Rubber Soul, Paperback Writer, and Rain Nicked Off Revolver. The Beatles' gifted producer George Martin called Leaving Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane off of Pepper the biggest mistake of my professional life. Like its muse Strawberry Fields, Penny Lane was a trip through the childhood memories of McCartney. It was written by Paul in the music room at his London home and was composed on an upright piano which he had painted in psychedelic rainbow patterns by artist David Vaughn. John made some lyrical contributions, including the crude Liverpudlian sexual term Four of fish and finger pie. Use your imagination. Performing Penny Lane for our playlist is Frank McCreary, the frontman for the very popular cover band, Sons of Pirates. Penny Lane, there is a barber showing photographs Of every head he's had the pleasure to know All the people that come and go Stop and say hello 
On the corner is a banker with a motor car. The little children laugh at him behind his back. The banker never wears a Mac in the pouring rain. Very strange. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. Then beneath the blue suburban skies, I see them. Meanwhile, back in Penny Lane, there is a fireman with an hourglass, and in his pocket is a portrait of the Queen. He likes to keep his fire engine clean. It's a clean machine. Shelter in the middle of a roundabout. Pretty nurse is selling poppies from a tray. Though she feels as if she's in a play, she is anyway. In Penny Lane, the barber shaves another customer. We see the banker sitting waiting for a trim. Then the fireman rushes in from the pouring rain. Very strange. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. There, beneath the blue suburban skies, I sit and meanwhile back. Penny Lane is in my ears and in my eyes. There, beneath the blue suburban skies. Next up on our playlist is a song written by John Lennon in India. Its inspiration was Mia Farrow's younger sister, who refused to leave her chalet at the meditation retreat in Rishikesh. Prudence Farrow had become infatuated with meditation, locking herself away from the rest of the group and falling into deep states. The song's distinctive finger-picked guitar style was taught to John Lennon by Donovan, another guest at the retreat in Rishikesh. The style was used on a number of other songs on the White Album, including Julia and Happiness is a Warm Gun. Like back in the USSR, Dear Prudence was recorded without Ringo Starr, who had temporarily left the group. Paul McCartney sat in at the drum kit. Performing Dear Prudence for us is Ed Neenan. Hey, Eddie, won't you come out to play? Brand new day, yeah. 
up, the sky is blue, it's beautiful, and so are you, dear Prudence. Won't you come out to play? Open up your eyes Dear Prudence Greet the sunny sky Highs The wind is low The birds will sing You are part of everything McCartney was living in New York with her family, she liked to say to her dad, let's get lost. They would go for drives with the intent of getting lost and then figuring out their way back home. But with so many signs pointing back to New York, getting lost wasn't such an easy thing to do. When Linda moved to London to be with McCartney, she would request the same of Paul. They'd leave London and head out to the country. It was a practice that Paul would grow fond of, particularly during the stressful times in the band when business matters began to divide them. The practice also inspired a song that kicks off the Beatles' final album, Let It Be. 
Two of Us describes the day trips, and most of the song is sung together by John and Paul. But Paul takes over the chorus, one that shows Paul's sentimental side, and represents a proverbial tip of the cap to the duo's friendship and partnership. You and I have memories longer than the road that stretches out ahead. Covering two of us are two guys from Harford County bass band, This Your Monkey. Take it away, Bob Copper and Ed Pabst. Here Comes the Sun expressed George Harrison's relief at being away from the tensions within the Beatles, the troubles with Apple, and the various business and legal issues that became major distractions for all members of the band. George explained the song's creation this way, and I quote, Here Comes the Sun was written at the time when Apple was getting like school, where we had to go and be businessmen, sign this and sign that. Anyway, it seems as if winter in England goes on forever. By the time spring comes... You really deserve it. So one day I decided I was going to sag off Apple and I went over to Eric Clapton's house. The relief of not having to go and see all these dopey accountants was wonderful. And I walked around the garden with one of Eric's acoustic guitars and wrote, Here Comes the Sun. 
The song features just three of the Beatles. I guess you could call them the Threedles. John Lennon was recovering from an auto accident along with Yoko, but George, Paul, and Ringo got it done in spectacular fashion. Performing Here Comes the Sun for Us is a singer-songwriter who has been in bands such as Tall on the Saddle, The Ordeal, Vaguely Absurd, and The Flying Brotman Brothers. He's none other than Barry Prosser. Here comes the sun, doo-doo-doo-doo. Here comes the sun, I say, it's all right. Little darling, it's been a cold, long, lonely winter. Little darling, it seems like years since it's been here. Here comes the sun, doo-doo-doo-doo. Here comes the sun, I say, it's all right Little darling, the smiles returning to the faces Little darling, it seems like years since it's been here Here comes the sun, doo-doo-doo here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. Sun, 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 here it comes. Sun, 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 here it comes. Sun, 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 here it comes Sun, 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 here it comes Little darling, it seems the ice is slowly melting Little darling, it seems like years since it's been here here comes the sun, doo-doo-doo-doo Here comes the sun, I say, it's all right Here comes the sun, doo-doo-doo-doo Here comes the sun, I say, it's all right It's all right I've Just Seen a Face was composed by Paul McCartney in the music room at Jane Asher's parents' house on Wimpole Street in London. It was a song that McCartney's aunt had a fondness for, and consequently the song was briefly known as Auntie Jim's theme until the lyrics were completed. Auntie Jim would later get a mention in one of Paul's Wings songs that appeared on Wings at the Speed of Sound, namely Let Em In. The recording for I've Just Seen a Face took place on June 14, 1965, just four days before Paul's 23rd birthday, and it was a busy day for Paul and the Beatles. Their day began at 2.30 p.m. Between then and 5.30 p.m., the Beatles worked first on I've Just Seen a Face, the next song on our playlist. 
It was recorded in six takes. The song is somewhat unusual in that it doesn't have a bass part. Afterwards, during the same session, they completed I'm Down, McCartney's Little Richard-inspired throat-wrenching rocker. After a break, the day's second session began at 7 p.m. and lasted three hours. This, again, was dominated by McCartney, who alone performed yesterday on an acoustic guitar. Yesterday, I'm Down, and the country-flavored I've Just Seen a Face, all done within an eight-hour period. Now that's a mind-blowing level of versatility, all performed and written by a man just three years removed from his teenage years. Here to perform I've Just Seen a Face, allow me to once again introduce the Botini Brothers. Next up on our Beatles list is a song from Rubber Soul during a time when the band's fondness for marijuana reached an all-time high. The Beatles enjoyed inserting innuendo into their songs, and this track featured two. One was sexual, and the other was drug-related. John's vocal features deep breathing, intended to simulate taking a hit on a joint. The other stems from the band's appreciation of the Beach Boys sound. To give another layer to their vocals, the Beach Boys would add in la-la-las, to fill in behind a lead vocal. The Beatles wanted to do something different than the California boys and opted for tit 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 tit, which John and Paul sang repeatedly during the song. When questioned by George Martin about it, the band claimed that they were singing dit 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 dit. Boys will be boys. Performing girl, like I heard him do so many times on Friday evenings at the horse you came in on, is Tony Shuto. 
Is there anybody going to listen to my story All about the girl who came to stay She's the kind of girl you want so much It makes you sorry So you won't regret a single day Oh, girl, girl Girl, girl When I think of all the times I've tried so hard to leave her She will turn to me and start to cry And she promises the earth to me and I believe her After all this time I don't know why Oh girl, girl Girl, girl She's the kind of girl that puts you down When friends are there you feel improved When you say she's looking good, she acts as if it's understood. She's cool, ooh, 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 girl, 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 girl. Was she told when she was young that fame would lead to pleasure? Did she understand it when they said? That a man must break his back to earn his day of leisure Will she still believe it when he's dead? Oh, girl, girl Girl, girl Oh, girl, girl Girl, girl Only a few songs in the Beatles catalog do not include any instrumentation from the four members. Off the top of my head, I can think of She's Leaving Home, Good Night, and our next song, Eleanor Rigby. Paul McCartney wrote the music first and then filled in lyrics later on. John Lennon chipped in some, as did George and Ringo. There is some debate about the inspiration behind some of the lyrics, but the tombstone of Eleanor Rigby provides some clues. That tombstone is in the cemetery on the grounds of St. Peter's Church in Liverpool. The church was where McCartney was first introduced to Lennon prior to the performance by the Quarrymen on July 6, 1957. Word is that John and Paul and other friends would hang out in the cemetery at night as teenagers where they could hide behind the large tombstones as cars and or pedestrians went by. The underage kids smoked cigarettes and drank beer there. The real Eleanor Rigby was born in 1895 and lived in Liverpool, where she married a man named Thomas Woods. She died on October 10, 1939, at the age of 44, and was buried with the bodies of her grandfather John Rigby, his wife Frances, and their daughter Doris. Legend has it that Eleanor's father requested that his daughter not assume Woods' name in order to keep the Rigby family name alive. She is listed as Eleanor Rigby on the tombstone. These lyrics seem to support that the tombstone was at least somewhat responsible for some of the lyrics, and the lyrics go like this. Eleanor Rigby died in the church and was buried along with her name. Like so many others, this is another great Beatles story. Making his second appearance on this playlist and performing Eleanor Rigby is Rob Fahey.
Picks up the rice in a church where a wedding has been Lives in a dream, sits at the window Wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door Who is it for all the lonely people? Where do they all come from? All the lonely people Where do they all belong? Father Mackenzie Writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear No one comes near, look at him working Darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there What does he care, all the lonely people Where do they all come from? All the lonely people Where do they all belong? church and was buried along with the name nobody came father mackenzie wiping the dirt from his hands as he walks from the grave no one was saved all the lonely people where do they all come from all the lonely people where do they all belong The next song on our list was written during the sessions for the White Album, at a time when Paul McCartney felt isolated as the only member of the Beatles still keen to keep the group together. His enthusiasm and belief had kept them going after the death of Brian Epstein, but increasingly he found the others at odds with his attempts to motivate them. Although his public persona remained upbeat, privately McCartney was feeling insecure and wounded by the gradual disintegration of the group. And it was during this period, his mother Mary, who had passed away in 1956 when McCartney was 14, appeared to him in a dream. Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. This is Let It Be, performed by Grace and Moon. Let it be, let it be, 
let it be, let it be, let it be. Speaking words of wisdom, let it be. When the broken hearted people living in the world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. Next up is the Beatles' first single to be longer than three minutes. It was heralded by the music press upon its release as a departure from the group's familiar territory. Certainly its unusual drum patterns directed by Paul McCartney and downbeat lyrics were a departure from the Beatles' usual upbeat optimism. Another unusual twist with this song, McCartney on lead guitar. The song's meaning has been subject to a number of interpretations over the years, while for the most part, the song is about a liberated girl choosing her own path in life, the song contains some sexual overtures that speak to the band's experiences. From their days in Hamburg, the girls who worked the streets had to have a clean bill of health, and so the medical authorities would give them a card saying that they did not carry any sexually transmitted diseases. Legend has it that John referred to those cards as a ticket to ride. Performing Ticket to Ride, once again, Andy Marchica. She would never be free 
She ought to think twice, she ought to do right by me Before she gets to say goodbye She ought to think twice, she ought to do right by me down to our final two songs on the playlist and our next track has origins that date back to 1603. Let me explain. Paul McCartney was playing the piano in Liverpool at his dad's house and Paul's stepsister Ruth had a piano book up on the stand. Paul eventually thumbed through the book and landed on a song title that captured his attention. Now keep in mind, Paul can't read music and he couldn't remember the tune from the song originally penned in the early 17th century. Paul put his own tune to the song, changed the lyrics a bit, and married it up to another bit of a song he had called Carry That Weight. Performing McCartney's updated treasure is Chris Diller, who sings, plays guitar, and drums simultaneously with his jerry-rigged one-man band setup. Here's Chris Diller taking on a Beatles tune from the Abbey Road LP, Golden Slumbers. Wasn't, wasn't ways to get back on work. Wasn't, wasn't ways to get back on slippery dolphin. Do not cry, and I'll sing you a lullaby. I'll sing you a lullaby It wasn't, wasn't way To get back on work 
Once there was a way to get back home. And I'll sing you a lullaby And so we've reached the final track on our playlist. I'm asked often what my favorite Beatles song is, and I really don't have a clear-cut answer. But asked a different way, if I was on a desert island and could only take one Beatles song with me, it would be the timeless classic, In My Life. Now, John and Paul had a variety of ways in which they wrote together, and when each separately have reviewed their catalog, for the most part, they agree on how the songs came together. One of the few exceptions, however, is In My Life. John's story suggests that he had the lyrics written and the framing for the song's tune, and that Paul helped with the melody in the middle eight. McCartney claims that he arrived at John's house for a writing session, and John had the very nice opening stanzas of the song done. Paul claims to have written the entire melody, which started on a Mellotron, that John had at his home. Paul was aiming for a Smokey Robinson and the Miracle sound. It features a piano solo at the bridge that was played by, and later sped up by, producer George Martin. However the song came to be, we're all simply fortunate that we get to enjoy it time and time again. Performing it for us on this podcast is the very talented Scott Spivey. In my life, 
I've loved them all Thank you so much for tuning in to The Beatles in Baltimore. I hope you've enjoyed the stories behind these wonderful songs, as well as the performances by these great local artists. Please be sure to look them up on Facebook and on the World Wide Web. And special thanks to all of the artists, Rob Fahey, Tony Shuto, Dennis Shockett, Scott Spivey, Ed Neenan, Rachel Hall, Chris Diller, Frank McCreary, Andy Marchica, the Botini brothers Eric and Ryan Nichols, How's My Hat?, this Your Monkey, Grayson Moon, Joe Heilman, Barry Prosser, Connor Brendan, and Jamie Bishop. Have a great day, everyone. And remember, the love you take is equal to the love you make.